Hey everyone, welcome back to A Court of Tattoos and Rosé, where we go through and discuss all things moss with Caitlin, Madison, and me, Blake. This is going to be our fourth Throne of Glass episode, so remember to tune in every other week um, as we discuss Moss's OG series. Um, even though they are different books, we're still the same people. I say it every time, man. So, like, there is cursing and there's spoilers, but um, as we've kind of mentioned before, the spoilers are for the Throne of Glass book itself, not the Throne of Glass series. So, like, there's... in intra-book spoilers, not inter-series spoilers, you know what I mean? So that's how we're kind of like playing it. So if you haven't finished the series yet, no worries. Um, just make sure you finish Throne of Glass or haven't finished it, you don't mind spoilers, I guess. Um, so today we're going to be going through chapters 10 through 12. Um, but before then, though, Madison, give us a recap. So we're still constantly debating whether a glass castle is safe or not. I'm still on the safe here, but that's beside the point. No. no. Um, Selena got her tour, the tour from Kale himself, um, mainly just to kind of occupy herself, but also so that we can see our interests, our exits, what we can use as um, weapons, you know, really get the lay of the land here. Um, we also are introduced to a dream library here. Like the ultimate library um, with all written works. And um, in order to read these books, you need permission um, from one of the royals. So she writes her letter to Dorian asking for permission. Um, and they kind of start their snarky little written banter um, to each other and their sort of inner book club, which I love. Um, and they're, you know, forming the bonds of friendship. So that's what we have begun with. So we start off chapter 10 with, uh, they're finally being called into the throne room to kind of get the rules of the tournament and get, um, the laydown of what's going to happen. Um, I feel so like we're walk... finally making progress here. Yes. Yeah. We, there's, it's stuff is finally happening instead of. <laughs> the shit that we were dealing with before. But, they, so she walks in the throne room. She saw the first, she saw the floor first. Red marble, its white veins illuminated in the lights of the sun, which slowly vanished as the opaque glass doors grown shut. Chandeliers and torches hung all around. Her, ours, her eyes darted from one side of a large crowded chamber to the next. There were no windows, just a wall of glass looking out into nothing but sky. No escape, save for the door behind them. See? No, that's creepy to me. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm not a fan of red marble. You know, I they, know. They always put red marble in, like, bathrooms and stuff, and I'm like, why? No. I, why are we putting honestly, this here? Like, I'm not, I'm not a fan of it. I don't this, like, like it. Even, even the description of it, honestly, it sounds like meat. Like, <laughs> oh, red marble. It oh, really it does. <laughs> oh, I didn't think about that. Oh, it literally sounds like a good piece of like steak almost. And I was just like, I read that and I was like, oh, that is disgusting. They always talk about you can tell a good steak if it's marbled. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and that's literally what I was thinking about. So now we've just got a meat floor. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yep. That's um, where we're at. Yeah. So it was so. To her left, a fireplace occupied most of the wall, and as Kale led her farther into the room, Selena tried not to stare at the thing. It was monstrous, shaped like a roaring thing mouth, a blazing fire burning within, and there was something greenish about the flame, something that made her spine straighten. So, all in all, this, this room literally sounds horrible. 
So like these green flames, clearly not a good thing. Is this what yeah, we're no. about? Yes. Just not not natural. I don't think flames are supposed ominous. to be green. It's very ominous and creepy. Okay. To be honest, in my opinion. But that's just me. Um so they all like she kind of lines up and then finally Dorian strolls in. Um, of course, and the king spoke at last. Now that you finally bothered to arrive, perhaps we can begin. It was the voice she had heard before, deep and raspy. It made her bones crack and splinter. Made her feel the the astonishing cold of a winter long since past. Her eyes only dared to venture as far as his chest. It was broad, not entirely with muscle, and it seemed tightly restrained within a crimson black tunic. A cape of white fur hung from his shoulders, and a sword was sheathed at his side. Atop the hilt perched a wyvern, open-mouthed and screaming. None that came before that broad blade lived to see another day. She knew the sword. No thumb was its name. So. That's a gross name. Like, that name even sounds bad. Yes, it literally sounds horrible. Like, just disturbing. So the king kind of goes on to, to explain, like, why they're there. Selena's looking around at, um, she can, you can tell, like, the nobility from her competitors, um, usually because they were old and wrinkled. Each nobleman wore fine clothes and decorative swords. Beside them, beside each of them stood a man, small and tall, small, some tall and slender, some burly, some average, and all of them surrounded by at least three vigilant guards. And she notes, of course, uh, 23 men stood between her and her freedom, most of them had enough bulk to warrant a double take, but when she scanned their faces, often scarred, pockmarked, or just plain hideous, there was no spark behind their eyes, no shining kernel of cleverness. They'd been picked for muscle, not brains. Few of them were actually in change. Were they that dangerous? So, Selena's like, again, the king is talking, so Selena's just kind of looking around at um, all the different types of competitors. We then, we go to... Um, Kane, who was one gargantuan man, stood standing beside Duke Parrington, who seemed crafted of muscle and steel and took pains to display it with his sleeveless armor. The man's arms looked capable of crushing a horse's skull. It wasn't that he was ugly. In fact, his tanned face was rather pleasant, but there was something nasty about his demeanor, about his obsidian eyes as they shifted in and met her own. His large white teeth gleamed. So. Wow, what a hottie. Seriously. Gorgeous. <laughs> wow. So the king is going on to explain like what they're doing there. They have 13 weeks to do the competition. Um, people may die. Um, <laughs> I always people think of, may die. Like, Does this you, make anyone else think of Shrek? Lord Farquaad? Yes, Some yes, of you may die. May die. Yes. That's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Man, yes. see, like, this gives me, like, Hunger Game vibes, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that's more serious, yeah, yeah. Probably like, not more far I guess the tone is a little more... A little more serious, yeah. So, tone thrown up glass, more Hunger Games vibe, but, like, you know, if we're going word for word, maybe we go Lord Farquaad. <laughs> yes. Okay, there we go. There we go, perfect. Um, and so he kind of explains like there's gonna be different trials, and if there's they're gonna add additional elimination tests as they see fit. 
Um, As they want people to die, let's right? add some extra elimination tests. Like, oh shit, you survived. Well, all of a sudden you gotta walk through fire! Yep, if this is taking more. too long... Yes. Yep. Um, and so, he's like, he's telling them you're not allowed to talk to anybody else, you're not allowed to tell anybody else why you're here, and all of a sudden, Selena accidentally looks at him. And... <laughs> She found his dark eyes staring into hers. The king smirked. Her heart threw itself backward and clung to the bars of her ribcage. Murderer. He should be hanging from the gallows. He had killed many more than she. People undeserving and defenseless. He destroyed cultures, destroyed invaluable knowledge, destroyed so much of what had once been bright and good. His people should revolt. Aurelia should revolt the way those few rebels had dared to do. Selena struggled to maintain his gaze. She couldn't retreat. So... You can tell how she feels about him. Um, and so then what they do is the king's like, okay, like, do you understand? And they all say yes. And um, and he's like, oh, there should be an interesting three, 13 weeks. Bitch, please, of course it is for you. No one else has to worry about it. <laughs> you don't have to die. Yes. Um, and so the king then, like, they finally get off and leave because he's going to be leaving for a little bit. Um, and he dismisses them. How rude is that? He puts together this elaborate competition that people are going to die in, and he's like, oh, by the way, I'm not going to come back to, like, right at the end, so, like, have fun, but, like, also, I will be very far away, but still have the power to have you executed, so, like, bye. You know what's sad is that, like, if you look up his, like, fan art, he's, like, pretty hot for an old dude. Wait, what? Oh, hang on. <laughs> he's, like, he just looks like an older version of Dorian. Dorian. Like, he's, okay. like, a pretty hot guy for an old dude, and I'm, like... Which is oh. weird, because isn't... I thought, like, Dorian wasn't supposed to look like him, right? He caught... In this fan art, he just looks like... Oh, shit. Are you on the Throne of Glass? Are you on the Throne of Glass wiki? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, like, oh, well, okay. So that's almost like the King of Hybern fan art. Like, that's very good fan art, don't get me wrong, but, like, I feel like they're nicer than they need to be, because, like, he's supposed to have, like... His thing's straining across his chest, not just from muscles, so that makes me think he's gotten, like, a little pudgy. Yeah. But yeah. that man, that, that king... This fan art be doing these characters some... These artists are so nice. Service. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, so, Dorian leaves before the king does, um, and Selena and Kale walk out, and they catch Dorian waiting for them, and he goes, well, you managed to keep your mouth shut for once. And victory. Yeah, seriously. And Dorian was like, but how convincing she was in her nodding and bowing. <laughs> I love that Dorian let, like, he interrupted his dad to be like, oh, I'm sorry, I have to take my leave. But he obviously just, like, wanted to fuck yeah. with his dad. Like, he had nothing no, he to do. Wants, yeah, he just wanted to show some, like, power. <laughs> um, and so, like, they, they kind of do some back and forth. And we finally get the background of, like, what her, like, what she's going to be. So they're going to call her, um, Lillian, Gordana, um, and your mother's dead and your father is a wealthy merchant from Bellhaven. You are the sole heir to his fortune. However, you have a dark secret. You spend your night <laughs> as a jewel thief. I met you this summer after you tried to rob me while I was vacationing in Bellhaven, and I saw your potential then. But your father discovered your nightly fun and removed you from the lure of a city to a town near Andovir. When my father decided to have this competition, I journeyed to find you and bring you back here as my champion. You can fill in the gas yourself. I forgot this was another name I needed to remember. Right? Yes. But also, yes. 
this backstory shows how much Dorian reads because you know he he enjoyed himself thoroughly coming up with it. Like, yes. oh, okay, okay, oh, she's a jewel thief at night. I love that. Yes, she got banished to a small town. Oh no, I've come to rescue her. Like, I'm just imagining him like so excited to come up with this. Also, it makes me think she's like he's trying to make her out to be like Catwoman or something. Yeah. Whenever I hear of like a jewel thief at night, I think Catwoman. So. Yeah, and uh, so they also tell her that um, she's not going to be. She does. She can't be in the top. Like she needs to always be in the middle. Like this in the middle of the pack, just so that she won't have anybody notice her or anything, and that way she's more likely to win or like not get picked off as much. <laughs> just, just so no one poisons your water at dinner. Yeah. yeah. Don't or be like, too far ahead. Trips with a sword on the training grounds, you know. Yep. And then, all of a sudden, your highness, what a surprise. The voice was high but smooth and calculated. It was that of the woman from the garden. She changed. She now wore a gown of white and gold that, despite herself, Selena greatly admired. She was unfairly stunning. And she and Selena was willing to bet a fortune that this was anything but a surprise. The woman had probably been waiting here for a while. And so we get introduced to Lady Caltain. And um, she's just like, she goes on, she's like, I've come to the Majesty's side. Like, she wants you to come see her. And I said I would bring you to her, but I have a meeting with Duke Parrington. Um, Dorian introduces um, Selena to um, Lady uh, Caltain. And. Kind of funny what he does here, which is very entertaining. And she goes, and how long will you be staying us? Dorian says with a sigh, only a few years. And the lady, and he goes on, the lady and Lily, Lady Lillian and Captain Westfall are very close companions. It would be, it would feel oh. short for them, I assure you. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. What is wrong wait. with you? <laughs> oh my God. I was thinking, okay, guys, guys. Fucking hilarious, and I'm gonna pee myself laughing. Okay, so I was thinking, Caitlin's reading, and I was like, man, people do this fan art like dirty. Like, they do some great fan art, like, always making people look like super great. And then Caitlin's reading about Duke Parrington, I was like, man, that's Caitlin's Duke. Fucking look at the Duke Parrington! <laughs> 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 Guys! You gotta fucking look this up. They did him like wrong. Like I'm oh not sure God. what happened with his fan art, but it is not good. They did I love it. They really the art itself is not bad, guys, but he is ugly as sin. Like the yeah, art did yeah. well to make him ugly. Let me make that clear. Yeah, like I mean, they did him no favors. They did him so dirty. Oh my God. I'm dead. I'm dead. Because oh I was like, God. oh, man, maybe I could just start spamming Caitlyn with Duke Parrington, like, pictures. Yeah, no, not a good Duke, Duke Parrington. Oh, okay. Sorry. Caitlyn, uh, you I can't just... talk shit about your Duke like that. God, <laughs> rude. I'm so sorry. That was fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, moving on. Uh, we digress. That was um, so funny. Oh, and... shit. So Lady Keltane goes, and for you, your highness, mischief coiled and sprang with her, but Dorian answered, I suppose that it will definitely be difficult for Lady Lillian and I as well, perhaps more so. And all of a sudden, Lady Keltane, like, actually looks at Selena now, and she's talking to him about her dress, um, and 
Then all of a sudden, um, it's Lily, the Lily, late, okay, I don't like this alliteration. Lady Lillian's paleness was a source of pride for her father. It makes her rather unusual. Don't you agree, Captain Westfall? And he goes, lie, in her fan art, she looks like a vampire. Calton. Calton. Yeah. yeah. She looks literally like throw her into. She does look terrifying. Kelsey, yeah. I love you. Throw her into Twilight. <laughs> there it is. She would fit. She would fit. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And she go. He goes. How unusual our Lady Lillian is. Calton and um, Selena goes. Shame on you, Your Highness. I pale in comparison <laughs> to Lady Calton's fine features. This, like, game of back and forth cracks me up, because they're both, like, like I don't know, like, Selena's just having fun with it, and Caltain's, like, I, Caltain's already, like, I fucking hate you so much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, Dorian leaves. He's like, no, well, I gotta go. I gotta see my mom. <laughs> and leaves them with Lady Caltain, and Kale's like, we must be on our way as well. May we escort you anywhere? It was an insincere offer. And Caltain was like, No. <laughs> Her mask just all falls away. As soon as Dorian's away, she's yep. like, fuck you. Yep. And, oh, and she goes to, she talks to Selena. She goes, we must be friends, you and I. And Selena's like, of course. <laughs> as she leaves, Kayla's like, you enjoyed that, didn't you? And she goes, immensely. Now you must pretend that you like me, or else everything else will be ruined. <laughs> and he's like, you and the crown prince share the same sense of humor, it seems. Perhaps he and I will become dear friends, and you will be left to rot. Rude. I just I find it very entertaining. It's like Dorian is and he goes, Dorian is more inclined to associate with ladies of better breeding and beauty. And so and he goes, How vain are you? And then I honestly like I agree with Selena on this. She's kind of like, I hate women like that. They're so desperate for attention of men and they're willing to betray and harm members of their own sex. And we claim men cannot think with their brains. At least men are direct about it. True. You know, women I, gotta stick together. Yeah, I fully agree with that. Um, so Kale finally leaves her at her um, at her room, and he goes, and he's like sitting there, like he shook his head. He goes, Otterlin's assassin, as she because she gets really excited about the food that's in her room. He goes, you should rest. The competition competition actually begins tomorrow, and even if you are as fantastic as you claim to be, you're going to need every moment of sleep you can get. Though she rolled her eyes and slammed the door, Selena found herself humming throughout her meal. And then, after Kale's like, oh, you should rest, we get a wake-up call from Kale. And it's very, very early. But I have to say, okay, if you guys haven't seen, especially, like, I think it was Dominic uh, Wesson just did Kale fan art. I'm gonna say it right now. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad if this was the man that woke me up, especially if I'm already in, like, a very tiny nightgown, because this fan art is dope. He looks hot. But he goes to wake her up, and I love this, because she, she's like, no, it's cold. She's grabbing the blankets, and he's like, just get up for frick's sake, dear lord. And so she treats him like a like a servant and says, fetch my slippers. The floor's <laughs> like ice. And that just, like, cracks me up. And I'm just like, yeah, man, get her slippers. And so he's like, eat. Like, the competition starts in an hour. And I love that they still won't give her knives. So, like, her breakfast table, there's no knives. And so she's, like, trying to eat her breakfast, getting ready to go. And she she gets kind of mad because he's, she's like, you okay. what I don't understand, speaking of knives, real quick. 
Um, uh, don't you think she could do enough damage with a fork? Right? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, a fork is still prickly. Like, come you on. You could fork him. <laughs> yeah. That's I'm saying. You could fork him. There you go. You can fork him. Do you guys ever fork, fork people's yards? Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes, I did that. Yeah. I mean, to an ex who deserved it. Oh, uh, my God. And he knows I did it. So, like, this is not me outing myself. Because I ransacked his yard. Fuck All right, there we go. There we go. <laughs> so don't piss off Madison. Fair enough. So, so as she's eating without knives, but with deadly forks, as we've noted, Kale's like, why are you so tired? Like, I left you back here. You had meal. Like, you should have gone to bed. And, you know, it's good to know it's not just us. This happens to badass, like, badass, like, assassins, too. She was up till 4 a.m. reading. Yeah. yeah we've all I been feel, there i feel this so hardcore right we've yeah. all been there we've all been there you stayed up way too late you kept saying just one more chapter just one more chapter and then you look up and the sun is out you know it happens so then she she's like oh well i like uh the dorian gave me some books and i was reading them and i was like oh like i had written to him so he let me read these books blah 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 and kale's like it wasn't your place to write the crown prince and she just gives him a smile and she goes he could have ignored the letter and besides, I'm his champion. And I like this. Not everyone feels obligated to be as nasty to me as you are. And I was like, that's fair. That's very fair. And then she's, he's like, well, you're an assassin. She's like, would it make you feel better if I just say I'm a jewel thief? Like, <laughs> that's the story here. And so then she notices he's still in his guard outfit. And she's like, don't you ever wear normal clothing? Because, again, we know she likes fashion. And he's like, just hurry up. So she's like, what should I wear? Blah, blah, blah. He tells a servant, he's like, get her a pair of like a pair of britches, a tunic that's not too long, not too frilly though. And like, not too like revealing, blah, blah, blah. So the servant comes back and she gets dressed and she comes out and she's, well, before that, what I find is funny is as she's walking into the closet, she strips down to her undergarments right in front of Kale. And I love that how Kale's Kay- body confidence. I love it. I'm here for it. And Kale's cheeks literally, like, redden, and he turns away. And I'm like, oh, you sweet, shy child. And so she comes back out, and she's like, I look ridiculous. These pants are absurd. The shirt is awful. And I love that, like, she's about to start a deadly competition, like, where she's going to be underestimated. She's fighting for her freedom. And I love that she's mad about the clothes. You know what yeah. I mean? Where she's like, fuck that. I'm fine. I can, I can take care of myself. That's fine. But I want to look good while I th- show these dumb bitches who's boss. You know, like. I'm just saying, I like it. So, Kale's just like, oh, shut up. Like, let's go. So, they go on their way, and they stop somewhere on the ground floor, and they enter this giant rectangular room. It's the size of a grand ballroom, but, like, along the pillars, this is definitely giving me Hunger Games vibes. Along the pillars, there's, like, mezzanine areas for people to, like, watch, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Now we're on... Hunger Games and yeah. not Lore Farquaad. No, this is not. This is not. Um, this is not Lore Farquaad. Want <laughs> me some Lore Farquaad, like Jesus. And so, so the floor is like black and white tile. There's glass doors, floor to ceiling glass doors everywhere. And the twenty three other champions are already there. And basically, they're sparring with like their trainers, essentially, like whoever their sponsor is got them trainers. Again, kind of like the Hunger Games. And they're all, there's guards everywhere monitoring them. And none of them bothered to look at her when she walked in, except for that slightly handsome young man that we noticed before with the gray eyes. And he just gives her a half smile, and then he fires arrows across the room with very, very, very high accuracy. 
And she lifts her chin and just looks at the rack of weapons. And she's like, you expect me to use a mace an hour after sunrise? <laughs> and that's a fair question. That's a fair question. I, I wake up a lot of days and choose violence. I'm not going to lie. Like, that's, that's just my anger. But, like, I don't think I'd want to use a mace an hour after sunrise. Or Has ever, she honestly. I think she had some with her meal. I think. But uh, I don't know. Enough coffee to do this? That's fair. I, I need at least three cups. Enough. I need yeah. at least. And so six guards appear in the doorway behind them. And there's already dozens with the sword at ready in the room. And then Kale's just like, if you attempt anything foolish, they'll be here. And she looks back and she goes, I'm just a jewel thief, remember? Like, haha. <laughs> and so she starts looking at the weapons. And she's like, this is very foolish. Because there's swords, sword breakers, axes, bows, pikes, hunting daggers, maces spears throwing knives wooden staves like if you have any preference your weapon is here let's just put it that way and she's like while she preferred the stealth of a dagger she was literally familiar with every single weapon that's a lot of weapons just keep that in mind and she hid her grimace as she looked at the other competitors because like it became clear that a lot of them were pretty competent with weapons too and she's like oh and then in comes kane and i okay so anybody that has read the um ember in the ashes series Kane reminds me so much of Marcus. That's that. Whenever Kane walks into a room, that's who I think of. And so he walks in. He's got his own guards and he's got like a trainer with him. And he strides like strides right up to her and he grins at her and he says good morning. His voice is like raspy and deep. His dark eyes snaked along her body, then found her face again. Ew. Gross. Don't be a creep. And I'd have thought you'd be running home by now. And she gives him a close lip smile and says, the fun's just starting, isn't it? And he smiles back and stalks off. The anger, the anger, man, it hits her immediately where she's like trembling with rage to the point that Kale notices and comes into her line of vision and is like, save it for the competition, man, calm down. And she's like, I'm going to kill him. And then Kale being Kale, because, oh God, you can't kill people. He's like, no, you're not. If you want to shut him up, then beat him. He's just a brute from the king's army. Don't waste your strength on hating him. And then she looks at him. She goes, and this is actually a pro Kale here, where she's like, thank you so much for interfering on my behalf. And I like this. You don't need me to rescue you. Oh, oh, I like that. I like that vibe. And she's like, it still would have been nice. And he's like, you can fight your own battles. Again, I like this. But he has his sword out. And I don't know if it's just me and the vibe I'm getting today. I don't know. I don't know. But, like, he's like, pick one. Let's see if you can actually back up your swaggering. And I like this, though. Before, before she picks a weapon, she goes, she'd shut Kane up in an unmarked grave for all eternity. Yeah. But for now, now she'd make Kale eat his words. Before we start this, as I go into this, is it just me or is this, like, them fighting really hot? Or do I just have issues? No, it's the banter. I like it. Yeah. It's like the beginning it. of some, like, enemies. <laughs> I, I I find it very, like, sensual, too. Like, I don't know. I like it. So she's looking at the weapons, and she eliminates her options one by one, and she's, like, looking at... She's seeing each weapon for what... Oh, I'm sorry. My doggies are barking. That's not good. So. Oh, uh, okay. They're, it's fine, guys. I'm not being murdered or anything. It's okay. Okay. So. She eliminates each one, and she's evaluating each weapon for what sort of damage they might do to Kale's face. 
Which I totally appreciate. I'm like, damn, girl, like, he's your trainer. Be nice. And so her heart is literally beating fast because she's like, oh, my precious. And she's running her hands over the blades. And she's torn between hunting daggers and a lovely rapier. How do you say that? Rapier? Rapier. Rapier. I don't know. So she takes the sword. And she's like, oh, it's a good blade. She's evaluating it. And she's like, they wouldn't let her have a butter knife on her table, but they gave her access to this. And I'm like, honestly make it make sense i'm with her there that's a little weird and she's like why not wear him down a bit so he tosses his cape and his tone body's flexing and he's like on your guard and she's like who the fuck do you think you are who the fuck says on your guard guard. (laughs) and then she's like aren't you gonna show me the basics and her sword's just like dangling from her hand and she's like i was in dover for a year you realize i could have easily forgotten and he's like from the amount of killing that went on in your section of the mines i highly doubt you've forgotten a thing that's fair. That's fair. That's a, that's a true statement. And she knows just how to get him to attack. Because she goes, that was a that was with a pickaxe. All I had to do was crack a man's head a uh, man's head open or hurl the axe into his stomach. If you consider that sort of gracelessness equal to swordsmanship, what sort of finding do you do, Captain Westfall? And he loses it. He lunges at her. And she'd been waiting for it. So she brings her sword up into a blocking position. She braces her legs. And she's like, the noise was strange, somehow more painful than receiving the blow. But Selena thought little of it when he charged again, and she met his weapon, parrying with ease. And so her arms are like, oh shit, what is this? Because it's been a minute. And then she she notes like... My sword- muscles would be like, fuck. <laughs> I ain't about this life no more. And so the, she's notes that like swordplay was like dancing. Certain steps must be followed, or else it would fall apart. Once she heard the beat, it all came rushing back. And literally the rest of the room fades away. She's focused on this. And he keeps blocking her. And he's like, good, very good. Her thighs are burning. Because, again, she's been in, like, salt mines for a while. And she notes, she's like, he's pretty good himself. Better than good, actually. Not that she'd ever tell him that. (laughs) And so they keep going, they keep going. And she's like, he was stronger, but she was quicker. And so she withdraws and fence. Her feet are jabbing and flexing on the floor with bird-like grace. Caught off guard, he only had time to reflect. His parry lost in his size. And she surges forward. Her arm comes down again and again. She's twisting and turning. She was moving fast like a dancer in a temple ritual. Fast like a snake in the red desert. Fast like water down the side of a mountain. He kept up and she allowed him to, ad- to advance before reclaiming the position. He tried to catch her unawares with a blow to the face... But her anger awoke, and she takes a bow and just snaps and deflects it. And then, something to remember when fighting me, Zardothian. And the sun catches in his eyes, and she just grunts like, hmm? And he goes, I don't lose. And he grins at her, and she's like, what? Something catches her feet, and she's on her back on the floor. The motherfucker tripped her. And he just goes, and he has the sword to her heart, and he goes, I win. Now again... I don't know why. I don't know what it is about me, but I find this hot. And I it cracks me up that he tripped her. And it shows us, like, this competitive kind of hot side of Kale when he's like, I don't lose. And it also is him basically being like, that's what you should expect from this competition, right? Like, she shouldn't expect any of these competitors to fight with honor. I mean, come on. Half of them are criminals themselves. And so she's like, that's hardly winning. You tripped me. And he's like, I'm not the one with the sword at my heart. Just saying. And everybody around her is, like, not paying attention attention except for Kane, And he just, like, grins at her. And it's gross. And Kale's like, you have the skills, but some of your moves are still undisciplined. And she's like, that's never stopped me from killing before. So, like, I think I'm fine. <laughs> just saying. She's like, no, I really don't need your advice. And again, this shows that I just have issues. He goes, pick another, something different. Make it interesting, too. And then this line, 
something that will make me sweat, please. I don't know why. That just sounds very hot to me. I'm just that that I'm sorry. That just sounds super hot to me. I don't know what kind of mood you're in today. I know. I'm in a mood. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. But then I love this. She's well, like, you'll be in a mood. Around. Keep going, girl. Keep going. It was beautiful. Thanks. And then I like this though, because she goes, "You'll be sweating when I skin you alive and squish your eyeballs beneath my feet." And he's like, "That's the spirit." And she throws the the sword down, and she just draws the hunting knives without hesitation. My dear old friends, a wicked smile spread across her face. Ooh. I thoroughly appreciate that. I also realize the hunting knives are the ones that are, are on the cover of the book. I think those are the knives. I think so, yeah. Yeah. That would make sense, yeah, because they're pretty decent. Like, hunting knives are usually bigger. So, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. So, here we go. So, just as Selena was about to launch herself and her knives at the captain, someone stomped a spear on the ground and called the room to attention. So, like, way to stop all the fun there. Rude. Um, he was like, your attention now. I'm Theodos Brulo, weapons master and judge of this competition. Of course, our king's the final judge of you, sorry lot, but I'll be the one determining every day if you're fit to be his champion. He I like had... that voice, Madison. You did... That was good. I liked thank it. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um... Just call me Mr. Brulo, I guess. He patted his sword hilt, and Selena had to admire the beautiful wo woven gold of the pommel. I've been weapons master here for 30 years and lived in this castle for 25 more than that. I've, yeah, so he old. But someone look up his fan art and tell me if he's hot. <laughs> um, <laughs> anywho, um... So, um, so pretty much, Dune knows what he's doing. So, she's standing by Kale. Kale uh, stood with his shoulders thrown back. It occurred to her that Brulo might have trained the captain, given how easily Kale had kept up with her. If Brulo had trained him, then the weapons master must live up to his title. So, obviously, you know, don't underestimate him. Yeah. Um, so pretty much the King's already told them about the competition. Um, but you know, he, he wants to give them like a little bit more. He pointed a stubbly finger at Kane. You, what's your name, occupation, and where do you hail from? And be honest about it. I know none of you are bakers and candlestick <laughs> bakers. Bakers? Hey, Did that's he a, mean, I was going to say. Did he mean to rhyme? I gotta, I wanna know. Did he yeah. mean to rhyme? I don't know. Brulo doesn't seem like a rhyming man, but I could be wrong. Maybe you could just throw that in there. Just for so the we find out a little bit about Kane. Kane, soldier in the king's army. I hail from the White Fang Mountains, which honestly makes me think Mulan. Yes. Anyone else? Yep. I've oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just, uh, what was that mountain? Um, that they always talked about in Mulan. Oh. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? What was that? Yeah, I know exactly, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't know the Shit. mountain name, though. I can't think of the name. Anywho. Um, 
She'd heard of the brutality of the mountain folk from that region and seen a few of them up close, seen the fierceness in their eyes. Um, honestly, I'm just picturing those, like, um, big, like, brute-looking men with, like, the black eyes. Oh, yeah. On. That's all I'm thinking about. The Huns. The Huns! Yes, the Huns! The Huns. Um, and now I'm saying, let's get down to business. Down to business. To defeat. To defeat. Oh, my oh God. God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, anywho. <laughs> um, so, Brulo, however, either didn't know or didn't care and didn't even give a nod before he pointed to Kane's right. Um, and you... A slender, tall man with thinning blonde hair. Xavier Ferrul, master thief of... I'm not even going to try. Um, so, master thief, that man. Of course, she realized his reed thinness probably aided in slipping into houses. Maybe it wasn't a bluff. Um, so, one by one, they all introduced themselves. And there were six more soldiers all of them thrown out of the army for questionable behavior, which must have been truly questionable, given that the army was notorious for ruthlessness. <clears throat> then there were three other thieves, including the dark-haired, gray-eyed Knox Owen, whom she'd actually heard of in passing and who'd get, been giving her such charming smiles all morning. Uh, three mercenaries who looked ready to boil someone alive. Hmm. All right, all right. Yum. That's a vibe. Should hang out with the twins. All right, over all there right, all right. Corinthian. <laughs> the fuck, Caitlin? <laughs> um, and then there were two shackled murderers. You always yeah. get to throw a murderer or two in the mix. Always. Obviously. Keep it spicy. Yeah. Um, as his name suggested, Bill Chastain, the eye eater. Ate the Ooh. eyes of his victims. That's oh. disgust. That's a whole like it, you shouldn't murder people, but let alone eat their eyes. Come on. Anyone hanging out with Brana and Dagden? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, um, the other murder was Ned Clement. Is it weird to you that there's a murderer named Ned? The name Ned doesn't sound like it would be a murderer. This is not very vicious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My boss's name is Ned. Um, oh, right. That's a little weird. <laughs> who'd gone for three years under the name um, Sith for the weapon he used to torture and hack apart temple priestesses. Oh, wow. Okay. So, there we go. We're we're in some good company here. Yeah. It makes you wonder if Kale's like, oh, maybe she's not actually that bad comparatively. Just saying. I don't know. I mean, yeah, she killed would, a lot of people, but assume, like, one would assume he'd think that, but he's pretty set in his ways for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Um. So what she's really thinking is like, there are assassins here, um, but they're they're not even assassins like from um, Arabin. Like the Arabin wouldn't even let them in. Like this is a joke. They're trash. Yeah. Um, so while these four might be skilled, uh, they lacked the refinement um, that pretty much she had. 
the I last... appreciate that, that she, like, judges them, like, oh, you're so unrefined and you're killing. The last yeah, I, assassin who called himself Grave made her pause. He was slight and short with a kind of wicked face that made people quickly look away. He entered the room wearing shackles and only had them removed when his guards, all five of them, gave him a stern warning. So, there we go. Um, Grave ran an eye over her body. An assassin like that never stopped at just killing. Not if his victim was female. Oh. And you, and then she introduced herself, Lillian. As the jewel thief, <laughs> some of the men snickered, and she clenched her teeth. Uh, because, you know, what jewel thief is going to stand up to assassins and murderers and soldiers? <laughs> um, and he goes, fine. You all have five minutes to put away your weapons and catch your breath. Then we're on a mandatory run to see how fit you are. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> oh, I feel this pain. This cracks me and up. And then she pretty much says, Kale, if I have to call myself a jewel thief again, like I'm going to barf, really, is where, where we should have finished that line. Um, It's so insulting to pretend to be some nobody thief from a small little town. Um, And he goes, are you that arrogant? I mean, he just doesn't know her. <sighs> um, it was foolish to spar with you just now. I'll admit that. I hadn't realized you'd be that good. Thankfully, no one noticed. And do you know what, And do you want to know why, Lillian? Because you're some pretty little girl. Because you're a nobody jewel thief from a small city. Look around. Is anyone staring at you? Are any of them sizing you up? No. Because you're not real competition. And, <laughs> Selena, I love this. Exactly. It's insulting. What the <laughs> fuck? Um, and he goes, no, it's smart. Uh, and you're going to keep a low profile. Um... But, you know, enjoy the run. <laughs> oh, so God. they go on this run. Her legs are burning, um, but she kept running, kept her position in the middle of the pack um, of champions. Uh, Brulo, Kale, and the other trainers, along with three dozen armed guards, followed them around the game park on horseback. That's rude. You're making them run, and you're just alongside them on a horse. Like, go faster, you lazy bums. Like, oh, some of the champions had even been given long uh, manacles. Oh, man, that's extra. That'd be rough to run in manacles, not going to lie. Even if they gave you, like, longer chains. Yeah. That's impressive. So, um, pretty much, Selena just kept her gaze on the damp and gleaming dark hair of the thief in front of her. One step after another. One breath in, one breath out. Um, and she had to remember to keep breathing. Ahead, Kane turned uh, a corner heading north back towards the castle. Uh, one step after another. Never slow down. All she needed to do was finish. Which, yep. like, after being in Endovier for quite a while, this has just got to burn. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. Um, 
Anyway, so she hadn't even dared to look behind her to see if anyone had fallen. She could feel Kale's eyes on her. <laughs> there you go, Blake. Shut up! <laughs> um, so anyway, the trees parted, revealing the field that lay between the game park and the stables, the end of the path. Her head spun, and she would have cursed at the stitch that lanced through her side had she any breath to do so. Um... Cain cleared the trees and raised his arms above his head in victory. <laughs> what a douche. Yeah. Um, Congrats. He ran around a game park. <laughs> yeah. Years of training with a Arabin had taught her the dangers of giving up too easily. Ugh. So then she was through the trees and the open field surrounded her in an explosion of space and grass and blue. The men in front of her slowed to a stop it was all she could do to keep from sinking to her knees, but she, <laughs> she made her legs slow. <clears throat> Good. Get water. We've got more training after this. Oh, I just want to vomit thinking about this. Well, you're in good company here. Like, yeah. gosh, like, how far did they just run? And then he's like, get some water, and then we're going again. Like, oh. So, Kale stops. Um, where are you going? And she goes, I dropped my ring back there. Just give me a moment to find it. <laughs> Without waiting, she enters the trees. Um, the sneers and snickers of the champions who overheard her. From the approach approaching crashing noises, she knew another champion was on his way out. She stepped into the cover of bushes, stumbled <laughs> as the world became dark and light and tilted. She had barely sunk to her knees when she vomited. Yep. Oh! Have, have you guys ever hit this point? Yep. Yes. Yep. Okay. I had to. It's truly when awful. I was a swimmer. I had to run. God, swimmers don't run. I don't know if no. you know this about swimmers, <laughs> but we do not fucking run. And literally, all it was was a little 5K, and we had to run. Um, and I kid you not, I ran, and then I made it to the like picnic table and just turned into the trash can and vomited. And I was like, I'm not eating this food. So. <laughs> Literally, I, I did the 400-meter race in high school, which is... A lap, which is probably one of the worst races. It's literally one of the worst races. That and the 800. And, yeah, that, I, I only did the 800 a few times because I, like, refused. I did the 400 and the 4x4, and I was like, that's you're not doing an 800. Anyways, literally every single race after the 400, I would puke. I'm not even kidding. Every single race. I went into it knowing I would finish... Go to the fence, find my coach. He'd open the gate for me, and I'd go puke. Yeah, I was like, no, I, like. There were some track workouts that I did that literally, like, uh, I remember doing, like, ladder track workouts, and I think I remember throwing yeah. up. Not to mention, like, in half marathons, if I didn't, like, get enough food But, I mean, this beast, like, I would just vomit and then just lay down. This beast vomits and then goes back, and yeah. she's ready yep. to roll. I like that Kale's just watching her, too, like, hmm well and we see what happens there <laughs> yep so i'm not gonna lie i don't have any series spoilers did you um my oh yeah so a series spoiler coming up if you haven't finished the series well, uh you know subscribe review please go on to apple and write us a nice little comment please, please yeah please, we, we appreciate that'd that be great um acotr podcast um like and save our photos and if you want to share them that'd yeah. be great thanks
Okay, so um, series, go on. Yeah, so series spoilers. If you haven't read the rest of the series, uh, we love you, but you might want to, like, you know, stop listening for now. So my only one was when she was talking about, like, how the king was a murderer, blah, 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 and, like, father figures, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's like, Arboron was, like, the father figure, but not really. And I was Are like, that's... Arabin, yeah, oh, sorry, Arabin. Okay. I was like, who is Arboron? I don't know why I just said that. Arabin. I was like, that I don't know. Like that's a random really toilet paper. Yeah, I don't know where I got that. I don't know where I got that. So when she's like, oh, he was like a, the like closest thing to a father figure. That made me speaking of vomit, like vomit in my mouth thinking about that because he, what he was doing was grooming her, oh, as yeah. we see in later books. Like he covets her in a not fatherly yeah. way, and that made me like cringe. And then also with Cain. He's already corrupted, I guess is the best word, right? Like, he went yeah. into it. Or it, I know it gets, the, they keep influencing him more and more as the competition goes on. But I think he already, because that's how he got so fucking huge. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. That's why I wanted to, like, double check. But that's all I had, really. I also had, like, a subtle one of, like, she always wears, like, a green coat. Or, she, like, something that, she like, always has, has, yeah. Like, something that is green on it, which I find very interesting. I think and it's, I like, a comfort more. for her. Yeah. Oh, and she once again only dared to look at the king's chest. Yeah. Because she didn't want to make eye contact again. But And then yeah. when she did, all of her anger and fear hit her again. So that's another, like, hint that she, like, doesn't like her yeah. eyes to be on display. Um, other than that, I just feel bad for Caltain Because you, like, don't like her here, but then you, like, remember what happens. Yeah. Because she gets, I mean, she's held hostage and abused by the Duke, i.e. bad guy. She gets the thing put in her, which is awful, and then she, yeah, like she has a. But very she, she, story. but she knows what she's doing. She's, yeah. At the end of it, she's like, screw yeah, all of you she, guys. Yeah, at the end, she does get like vengeance, so that's good. But her yeah. story is very tragic. Yes, I but she also is quite a raging oh. bitch in the first book or two. Yeah. So, but that's those are my only like real spoilers per se. So good. All right. We're finally getting some place with this. Like, things are happening. We're finally doing something. Things are happening, so. All right, guys. So, with that, again, um, obviously, as you you probably know, we are in Wings and Room with our um, A Court of Thorn and Roses episodes. And then this um, Throne of Glass is biweekly. So, stay tuned for our next one coming up in two weeks. And, as always, XOXO, the cadre. Bye.